Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Falcoholic patrons, what is up? Welcome to the Falcoholic Lives inaugural patron mock draft. Welcome in everyone who is taking part today. We also have some uh, some votes coming in from the Patreon as well. So welcome, folks. It's going to be a fun exercise where you guys will uh, get a chance here to vote for your favorite uh, prospect and help us uh, create a sort of a community mock draft where we'll get everyone's takes. Uh, Adnan and I will sort of talk about some of our, our top choices at each pick, and then we'll give you guys the, the opportunity to sort of vote uh, on those guys, and we'll uh, we'll go through. We'll, we'll take us through all seven rounds. We'll, we'll talk about some different players, talk about some interesting stuff. Uh, so looking forward to that. Before we get to that, of course... Want to welcome in Adnan Ikic at Say Which Way. Adnan, know you've been away dealing with Hawks uh, stuff, which has seemed like it was fun briefly and then maybe less fun. Um, and then, of course, Ramadan as well. Uh, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, my friend? Thank you, sir. I think the last time I was on was last month's uh, patron, um, patron show. So apparently you can... Only see me on the show if you're a patron. So, you know, right. shout out to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just I, I will. I am looking forward to being back weekly on a weekly basis again. Absolutely. Well, this is a good week to come back, you know, with the draft here. So it's good. There's good timing. Good timing. But um, yeah, we got we got some fun scenarios to run through. Uh, I think we'll just ask in the chat for your guys thoughts. If we get up to in like, you know, 20, 30 people in here or anything like that, then we'll we'll do like an official poll. But at this point, I think we can probably handle it just by by reading uh, and do it, me doing math on the fly. But uh, I reserve the right to, you know, go to an official poll if, if necessary. Um, yeah, well, let's let's go ahead and dive right in because we do have seven rounds to get to in our last live mock draft draft took like an hour and 50 minutes and my my aim is to not uh do that again <laughs> for all of our six since i'm going to be live for about 20 hours uh total this week so uh let's let's move into the war room uh here so as i was saying uh to Adnan before the show i will talk you guys through the first seven picks so that we can and- yeah, go ahead. For the record to everyone, I'm watching the war room just like you are. Uh, my So I have a stream of the video on, and that's how I'm seeing the names. Yes. So it is very authentic. Yes, we it are, is very authentic. I think actually they did change the simulator now that you can have multiple pe- Like you can join it like officially as like a secondary person and do mock drafts with multiple people. But I haven't quite no, figured that out yet. Order. Yeah. We're going for the old school method of just you have to read it like everybody else. So, one sec, and I remind everyone in the Discord that we're live now, just in case. Um, all right, so, and before we get started with today's patron mock draft, I want to bring you a word from our sponsor, betonline.ag. Your number one source for all your sports betting needs, including info, stats, news, and scores. You can get the latest odds and lines for this year's NBA playoffs. Uh, maybe you're thinking about, you know, potentially betting on the Hawks to pull off a miraculous recovery against the Celtics. Although Adnan would tell you probably to not do that, but hey, it's up to you. You know, I'm sure that the odds are very good there. You're welcome to do that. You can bet on the Falcons to win the NFC South or the NFC Championship if you're feeling extra spicy. Uh, but no matter what you do, Bet Online is always your sports information headquarters this season as they've got you covered for all your sports wagering needs, whether that's basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, all the way to UFC and boxing. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and car games you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. The first seven picks. We have Bryce Young, the quarterback, uh, going to the Panthers at one. That's one that has picked up a lot of steam lately uh, and seems like it's sort of 
destined to happen, um, which I'm sort of sad about because Bryce Young is really good. Uh, so I don't like that he's going to be on the Panthers uh, for us to have to deal with for many, many years to come. But that's, the Panthers traded up to once for that opportunity. So uh, they earned that right. They did. They did. So uh, we've got CJ Stroud going to the Texans at two. The the draft machine is not fooled by all of the uh, the Texans actually aren't going to take a quarterback smoke. I think I agree also with the simulator on that one. Uh, <laughs> that uh, I don't buy it. What, what do you think about that? I, I don't really buy it. Oh, uh, I don't buy it for a second. Apparently, like there was that report this morning that CJ Stroud could fall out of the top seven. And that's a very, um, it's a very specific number, the top seven, you know, with, uh, they didn't say top 10. <laughs> they said, um, they said straight up top seven. So uh, that would infer and imply that the Falcons would be taking him at eight, which I think they would jump at the opportunity. But uh, I definitely would not get your hopes up, guys. I think, I think Stroud will be number two comfortably. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. smoke. Uh, that test, uh, he apparently got an 18% on it. Who gives a shit? He sliced and diced the UGA defense. I care more about that than I do about about some pre-draft like exam. Right, and I, I think there were reports that like that was just one of the the scores on it. He got scored in the 18%. That's not actually like his overall score. So like it's not people weren't they weren't really reporting the whole score. So uh, you know. I'm not going to comment because I don't know, but I think it's really overrated. Just like the Wonderlic was always super overrated. Um, it's just not the most important thing. Like, can you do it? And if you can't, like, he did, he's done it for, what, three years at, at the highest level of college football. I think he can handle the, the mental aspect of the game. But, yes, George, I do have it. Uh, thank you, by the way. Uh, this is George Costanza's uh, contribution here uh, for the, the show. I'm going to have it up and running for Wednesday's show and for the draft party, but George uh, sponsoring a new and improved uh, video experience here with this with this webcam. So uh, shout out to George. I wanted to give George more of like a, you know, full shout out on like the, the Wednesday show. So I'll still do that, George, but thank you, man. I, I, do, I did get it today. Uh, so going to ha- have a lot of fun with that. I heard that George is sponsoring <laughs> us, and I think that we should call this uh, show on Thursday the George Costanza Falcoholic Live Draft. <laughs> George Costanza Invitational Falcoholic Live Special, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Will Anderson went three to the Cardinals. That seems to be the, the clear favorite uh, if they don't trade out of that pick, which seems like they will, but... We're not really trying to predict that in this simulation. Um, and then Anthony Richardson at four to the Colts. Jalen Carter at five to the Seahawks. I that I think that's probably ultimately where he goes. Um, and if he doesn't go there, then I don't. I think he's going to fall. So uh, we'll see. Um, Christian Gonzalez goes to the Lions. That one's obviously picked up a lot of steam since the Akuda trade. And then Tyree Wilson ends up going to the Raiders at seven. Um, so that leaves us Adnan with several options here uh obviously we have to talk about Bijan because that seems to be the one that's picked up the most steam this week and also you know George Costanza uh is the biggest proponent of he's definitely you know supporting the Bijan selection here um but I know you're a big fan of Bijan as well so uh, uh big fan of Bijan and also we were talking ad nauseum about Bijan before it was cool um, before everyone was talking about Bijan Robinson in the media. So, and I remember a lot of comments, us getting a lot of comments back in, uh, back in January, back in February. Oh, why are you guys talking about Bijan Robinson so much? You know, we're not taking a running back. Well, we always said never discount the possibility of Fontenot going BPA, no matter what the position is, because he's proven to do that each of the past two first rounds. And what do you know? Now Bijan the Falcons are not only the betting favorite to get Bijan, but literally everyone in the media thinks that we're gonna go get Bijan Robinson. So yeah, that's why we were talking about Bijan Robinson so much. <laughs> who would have thought that Right. Who would have thought that maybe we know something about this team too here and there, you know? Maybe I mean, that, you know, I'm not claiming to know more than like Todd McShay or like Daniel Jeremiah or any of these guys about the draft as a whole. But we might know more about the Falcons specifically than those guys because they have to 
follow all 32 teams. I mean, I'm sure like Peter King, for instance, is a guy that we know is very plugged into the Falcons. He, he was correctly on both Kyle Pitts and Drake London the last two years. Clearly he has sources inside the building. Um, so I would take Peter King's mock where he has the Falcons taking Bijan very seriously. Um, doesn't mean it's a guarantee, but I, I think it's clear that they have a, a Bijan is one of their top targets. Um, Daryl Moore, we do actually have a trade offer. I'm going to not do trades in this because I feel like that'll get us like super far into the weeds. Um, but I will say on Wednesday's show, we will do trades if we want, um, like Wednesday's live show. So uh, I want to keep this like somewhat controlled, you know, because otherwise there's going to be way too many variables for us to vote on. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I will look at the offer real quick, just though, just so people can see it. So it's, it's a trade offer from the Jets. Uh, it's really a weird one that I would not pick. Um, so we would send eight to them for 13, a sixth rounder this year, a second next year and a fifth next year. So it's, that's a lot of picks. I would probably rather have, you know, picks this year than, than the next um, year's second, but it's not terrible. Well, I mean, also it's also, it's out of date because the jets have picked 15. Now they don't have 13 anymore. Oh, that's right. That's right. They yeah. traded uh, the Aaron yeah. Rodgers yeah, it hasn't updated with that yet. So, um, so I mean, yeah, honestly, I wouldn't mind taking that trade if if it was a real life and if it was even possible in real life. But yeah, like just for the sake of time, we can just uh, yeah, we we're just, just we're not gonna do it back. this time. It would get a little too crazy, I think. But yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, it, this hasn't obviously updated with the Aaron Rodgers stuff. I think that came out like literally minutes before the show. So, um. Yeah, so Bijan Robinson is definitely one. Uh, Devon Witherspoon is another one that I think is certainly in consideration. Um, really good cornerback. We've talked about him a lot. Uh, I don't think you guys are interested in Will Levis, right? Skaronsky <laughs> uh, and every other offensive lineman is on the board. Yep. Um, yep. I I made mention of Skaronsky a couple months ago. How that would be my number one pick back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, things change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got we got a couple of good options here. I think you know Bijan, Devon Witherspoon, Peter Skaronsky, uh, probably the top three um, that I would say that we're considering here. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to go ahead and throw in the chat uh, which one you think we should take, whether that's Bijan, Devon Witherspoon, or Peter Skaronsky, or if you have another one, you can throw that in there too. Um, but yeah, go ahead and go ahead and throw those answers in the chat. We'll talk sort of a little bit about our personal preferences, but ultimately this is up to you guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I'm tempted by Witherspoon just because I think he's a really good player. I, I think the Falcons would probably take Bijan here because I think, I think Tyree Wilson is probably ahead of Bijan on their board. Um, I think Gonzalez might be, but I, I don't know if Witherspoon would be. He might be. I, I sort of don't think Skaronsky would be, but I, I don't really know. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious where, where you would lean here, Adnan. Is it Bijan or Bust, or do you do you like it's Witherspoon? Bijan, like, come on, let's be <laughs> honest here. It's, it's a BPA, and give me give me the guy whom I think will be a future Hall of Famer in this league. Uh, I don't care what the position is. I'm going I'm going with Bijan Robinson out here. <laughs> so BPA, a.k.a. Bijan player available? or. <laughs> Just Bijan, all Bijan. Yes, we've got George is for Bijan, Nico for Bijan, Jordan for Bijan. Yeah, it seems like it's pretty universally Bijan. I'll give you guys another like thirty seconds if you want to if you want to get different votes in. But um, it seems like we're we're probably going to be going Bijan here, uh, which is fun. Uh, I certainly don't disagree with it. You guys have heard us talk about Bijan a lot, right? Um, really special running back, uh, a player who is unique in his skill set in that he's so well-rounded. I think he can play as a slot receiver. It's sort of like if NFL teams had done what Arthur Smith had done with Cordell Patterson, like earlier in Patterson's career when he was in his prime, I think that's like, like Bijan could be that or like better. Um, So I, I, I totally understand it. I think it helps both the run and pass game. Um, So it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I, I think we've seen this regime prioritize those really special talents, regardless of positions. 
Um, and yeah, George Gonzalez is gone. Um, Witherspoon is the one that is is there, and I th- I think Witherspoon is definitely someone they'd consider too. But um, yeah, yeah, it seems like it seems like we're going with Bijan here. So good pick. Uh, we've all, I've only done one mock so far with Bijan in it, so uh, definitely interested to see how the rest of this turns out with Bijan Robinson being the the first pick here. All right. Yeah, well, now with, with B, we're going to let the simulator run for the rest of these. Uh, wh- where do you sort of tend to, to lean Adnan, especially with the Falcons going Bijan in the first round, not really addressing edge or offensive line or corner? Where do you typically sort of lean after a pick like that? Just best player available, or do you have like a positional preference mm. there? No, I don't know about BPA. Uh, not after the first round. So I'm a big heavy proponent on first round bpa if you are picking in the top 10 um afterwards i think it is time to start looking at specific positions uh next i would maybe look at uh, an interior offensive lineman left guard is still a very big uh it's still a very big point of concern um you know maybe edge you know you can never have too many edges um you know, I think safety is another guy. I, Brian Branch is someone I would definitely target in the second round, but I, I think uh, he may be gone, and I think he is gone in the simulation. He is actually here. I, I think it's unlikely that he makes it, but he is here in this yeah. particular if, simulation. If Brian Branch is there, I'm taking Brian Branch, like, without a question. I think that's a legitimate first-round talent. Um, if, if we want to... You know, if we want to make it realistic, maybe we can choose to not, or maybe we can just give, give what uh take what it gives us because the draft is also just as unpredictable as the simulation. But right yeah, now, yeah. that was me. I'm going with Brian Branch. Yeah, I think they would too. I I think that's a guy that they would consider trading up for, especially if he falls into the early second round range. Um, so yes, he he is here. I I think the chances of that are low, like less than twenty percent. Um, but they're not impossible so i would think um you know we we could definitely consider that since that he is available here um other top guys like i mentioned like darnell washington is there uh jordan addison zay flowers josh downs the receivers if people are into that um keon white from georgia tech is still there um let's see clark phillips and dj turner at cornerback uh bj ojalari you know, most of the second round edge guys are still there, like Phoenix and Duke Uzoma, Tuli Tupalatu, um, you know, Jack Campbell at linebacker. But yeah, I typically I typically would go branch here as well if he does fall. You know, I, I think we all recognize that the chances of him actually falling are, are probably low, but not impossible. Because look, he's a safety and he didn't have a great combine. I mean I think his combine was okay, but it it definitely has lowered his stock. Um but I do think they are targeting a safety high. I would not be surprised if they if they did go that route. Um, so yeah, if you guys uh, you can you can go ahead and get uh, your votes in for this. We got Brian Branch. If you want a, uh, one of these wide receivers, you can do that. Or Darnell Washington, um, Keon White, B.J. Ojolari seem to be the top guys at edge. Jack Campbell at linebacker. Um, yeah, so I think we got a couple of votes for Branch. Um, from Daryl Moore and Jordan Faust. Uh, we've also got Georgia, George Costanza with the branch vote as well. Mad Tom K with the branch vote. Um, yeah, a lot of people seem to be on the branch bandwagon. Uh, so are you, what, what, you, you're all in on branch as well, Adnan, I, I imagine. Oh, if he's there in the second round, I would not even take yeah. too much time. Uh, I like, think they would right, sprint. Yeah, they would sprint to the let's podium. The draft moving, fellas. I think yeah, he just got the best safety in the draft on that yeah, one. Yeah, I think you you take those. You take those layups. You know, you just you take those. So yeah, um, yeah it's an absolute layup. And like you said, it. I don't think he'll be there in the second round, but we know that safety is a very devalued position in the draft. Um, it it has been for a long time now, and I mean it's not it's not inconceivable that. Um, that Brian Branch could possibly fall in the second round. In real life, if we're talking about it, um, this could even be a, a bit of a trade-down spot as long, if it's like a few spots, as long as it's not, you know, way too far down. 
uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Fontenot would not mind, you know, kicking the tires on on getting an extra uh, an extra day three pick. Yeah, no, I think they would love to do that as well. Um, you know, Brian Branch being there, like you said, probably uh, <laughs> probably low chances of it happening with Brian Branch being there. So I think if he's there, like you don't bother, you don't trade down, you just take that value there. Uh, and, and you, you are very happy with that. Um, but yeah, uh, I think otherwise, like we, we've talked about on other shows, right. That they have typically traded the second round pick either traded up or down in 2021, they traded down 2022, they traded up. So they, they like to move around in the second round so far. Uh, and I don't see any reason that that would change, especially in this class where I feel like the caliber of player you could get at 44 versus like 55 is just not that different. I think this is like the deep part of the class where there's just a lot of like good players. Um, So I would be very comfortable with with trading down from that spot to pick up, you know, like a early day three pick, like what they lost basically in the Akuta trade. I think they could easily recoup a fifth or even like, you know, mid to late fourth uh, at that point. So... I think that one makes a lot of sense. All right, so here in the third round, yeah, Daryl Moore mentioned it. Uh, Sam Laporta, the tight end, is still here. We got some cornerbacks in uh, Caillou Blue Kelly and Garrett Williams. Um, we've got, let me see here. Yeah, Caillou Blue Kelly, Garrett Williams, Darius Rush. Uh, we've got Byron Young from Tennessee at edge. Colby Wooden, Zach Harrison, KJ Henry. Um Offensive lines cleared out a bit. Don't see anyone there that I love. Um, let's see. Wide receiver, I know a lot of people have asked about. Um, yeah, like, Mingo's definitely still here. Uh, Trey Palmer, uh, Xavier Hutchinson, uh, Puka Nakua, those guys, Jaden Reed. Um, I think those are probably the top names we're considering. Like, I know Mingo's very popular. Uh, Trey Palmer, if they're looking for more um, of a speedster. Um, what are the What are the O linemen looking like? The interior O linemen. The interior guys not looking great. I think it's like I think Zavala's still there, but like Henry uh, Bainivalu, uh, Voorhees, uh, Emil Echior at tackle. Warren McClendon. Yeah, it, the offensive line is sort of cleared out by now, unfortunately. Um, Zavala no. is there, George. He's not... I forget where he's listed, but he's he's like... Uh, he's somewhere further down the board. Um, but yeah, Zavala is there. Um, I think you could probably get Zavala later, folks. Um, just because it... He people are scared off apparently by some of his medicals, but I think the Falcons would probably consider him higher because they have that coaching connection to him. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Do you want a wide receiver? We could go for for Mingo here, which is obviously a very popular pick that I think makes a lot of sense. Uh, we've also got like Trey Palmer. Um, yeah, I was going a lot of mocks to the Falcons in the third round specifically. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. I mean, we do. You know, we do need a wide receiver. We do. Um, you know, right now the team's the team's wide receiver one is going to be Kyle Pitts. I know it'll say tight end <laughs> on the depth chart, and uh, he may he may one day get franchise tagged like a tight end, which will work out for the Falcons. There you go. Um, but yeah, Drake will be the wide receiver two. Um, beyond that, you have Matt Collins, who's a very good depth guy and after that it's not much else Kaderil Hodge is a very good special teams player who just caught one touchdown pass in his career uh you have guys like Frank Darby who's still fighting for his spot on the team wide receivers looking very very thin I think we're we're in for another very good competition yeah um looks like uh looks like the chat is is leaning toward Mingo that wouldn't be the worst thing but yeah, I'm with Scott on this one. What what what's the edge? What are the edges looking like? No one's really fallen here that I love. We've got like Byron Young from Tennessee, um, Zach Harrison from Ohio State, KJ Henry. Um, it's not none of the guys really fell that I typically like to target here. Um, so that's a little bit disappointing. Corner is the other one I think we could consider. 
uh, like with Caillou Blue Kelly and Garrett Williams, Darius Rush. Um, a lot of those are three guys that I think are, are worth the third round pick. But yeah, I think I think we got a lot of Mingo here. We got uh, Jordan Faust with Mingo, um, Dylan I'm, I'm with fine. Mingo. I'm yeah, Mingo. I'm more than okay with Mingo. Bolster the wide receivers. Um, and yeah, this will have been an off season where the Falcons have really addressed defense, uh, and then you will have gotten another defensive starter in the second round with Branch. And, you know, now now they're sort of moving toward the offensive side of the ball in the draft. Yeah, and um, this, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and you're, you know, you didn't get, you didn't upgrade a quarterback. You still see what you have with Ritter, but you're giving Ritter every single chance to succeed, giving him, Bijan Robinson, and then giving him another really good wide receiver, and uh, and Mingo, and you know I think the team will be very comfortable with that. And if Ritter is average, you're talking about with this, I think at least a ten one team next season. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a good chance of that for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So we got we got. Uh, we got a lot going on here. So we got Bijan in the first round. We got Brian Branch in the second round, which is just great value if he does happen to fall there. And then Jonathan Mingo in the third round, who I think we all know is like a top target for the Falcons and someone that would make a lot of sense for them. Um, we're going to have two picks here pretty close together, right? With uh, the Falcons picking at 110 and 113. So we can take, you know, two guys here that are they're pretty close. Um we do still have some corners here. Garrett Williams is still here, the cornerback from Syracuse. Um, you know, corner, they did they did release Casey Hayward, but with the Akuda trade, it's like, well, you know, maybe they feel comfortable enough there to wait on corner. And we did get Brian Branch, who obviously can play like big nickel slot corner also. Um, so maybe the corner need isn't that high. There's still, there's some good linebackers here, like uh, DeMarvion Overshone. Um I know people are asking about, yeah, the corners here. Garrett Williams, uh, Trey Hodges, Tomlinson, Kytrell Clark, Tyreek Stevenson still on the board. Um, at edge, we've got uh, Thomas Incombe from Central Michigan, uh, Nick Hampton, Andre Carter, Dylan Horton, um, DJ Johnson. Those types of guys are still there. Uh, remember, we also need to take at least one Georgia Bulldog. In this we got to get too. a dog in here. Yeah, got to get at least one dog. In here. Right. Yeah. Uh, what about <laughs> yeah, interior <laughs> defensive line? Yeah, not as good. Um, <laughs> we've got on the interior. We uh, Voorhees is still there. We could take Chandler Zavala. Like I said, mm-hmm. I don't think he's like listed specifically, but we could take Zavala if we want to bolster that offensive line. Um, I know some people have like taken them off their boards because of the medical stuff. So it's, I don't know if the Falcons would or not. Um, yeah, I mean, Dylan Horton's definitely a good edge in this range. Linebacker is interesting. And just keep in mind, we have these two force guys, and then we don't ha- we don't pick again until the seventh. So um, is that Andrew Voorhees that was still on the board? Yes, Voorhees is still oh, here. He's um, gonna be out for he's gonna be out right next season with the with the ACL well, injury. I would think he'll miss most of the season. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my reasoning and the thing I'm looking at here is Voorhees is what a, a late first round, second round talent. Yeah, whom, I thought like early day two was sort of where I had him before the injury. Whom you now possibly have a chance to get in the fourth round. Uh, who is going to be? Uh, I'm not as put off by. I'm not as put off by ACL injuries uh, in the modern day game, especially for very young men like these guys are. Because we've seen, like, the vast majority of players who come back from ACL injuries are just as good as ever. It's not like a torn Achilles, for example. That would be different. Um, I would not mind going with Voorhees as a fourth-round long-term investment player who will be able to help uh, help your offensive line and help stabilize it for hopefully the next seven, eight-plus years. And that's that's a hell of a value in the fourth round. Uh, even if you will miss uh, a lot of his rookie season. Yeah, no, I, I like Voorhees a lot. Yeah, for sure. I would um, personally I pick. Um, I don't like, I'm okay with uh, whatever whatever the chat goes with, but 
right now, if I'm the Falcons and Voorhees is there in the fourth round, I would be, I'd be thrilled to take him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. And, um, you know, Voorhees is definitely one of those guys that you're going to have to wait and see, but, um, you know, just a really fun player. Definitely a guy that was a day two talent. Um, you know, I, I think the Falcons probably lean towards someone like Zavala because of that coaching connection, like I said, but again, someone who has some, some medicals perhaps to, to consider. Um, so Chandler Zavala is another option. I know there was some love for Dylan, uh, Dylan Horton in the chat as well. I think Horton's definitely, uh, worthy of this selection too. And, uh, there was some Andre Carter love, um, yeah, I think. And then the linebackers, there's like DeMarvion Overshown, um, you know, Mahamud Diabate, uh, Noah Sewell, Henry 2020 is here as well. Um, yeah, so guys, we'll we'll go off of, you know, throw t- throw two names that you guys want uh, in there and we'll we'll take we'll just do the top 2 guys that the most votes. So like we'll say like Garrett Williams, the cornerback out of okay. Syracuse. Uh, It'll get tougher and tougher as we go yeah, through because yeah. as the draft goes by, everyone will have their own specific name. Whereas exactly. first round, like, yeah. this guy or this guy. But yeah, you know, that, that's the beauty yeah. with it. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, one thing I love about uh, about our patrons and about our viewers is that they're also very knowledgeable uh, about the game. And I mean, I respect your guys' opinions as much as I do anybody's, uh, especially when it comes to the Falcons. Uh, we're all diehard degenerate Falcons fans. So, you know, let's, um, you know, let's, let's have a great, let's have a great mock draft. Yeah. 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 Exactly how people are putting it in there. That's great. Uh, just like your two guys that you prefer us. We got like Voorhees and Andre Carter, uh, DeMarvion Overshone and Voorhees. We got Zavala and Dylan Horton. Um, and the best part is like any of the guys that we don't get, we can always check to see if they are there in the next round, which they may not be, but it's a great springboard to, to sort of keep it flowing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got, that's the thing with how the Falcons have done this though. It's like for the day three show, we're going to have like these two picks like back to back and then it's going to be like, Oh, well now we're waiting until the seventh round <laughs> to, to pick again. Um, so it's going to be brutal for, for us in that, that mid uh, day three period, but that's, you know, that you get, it'll be fun, right? We'll get some brews. Uh, we'll, we'll talk, you know, draft, we'll probably have some guests, Definitely have some guests because I'm not doing the whole thing by myself. But um, yeah, we we got we got a lot to cover. Yeah, I think this is a good time to tell you that um, I will definitely be there the whole time if the, <laughs> if the Hawks don't play Game Six, which it is not looking like they will play Game Six. So. It's looking a little <laughs> sketchy at this point, Adnan. I, I must admit, yeah, looking like the season could be uh, could be over tomorrow. But if it is, then I will be on the draft show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Because so, my, my, yeah, my, yeah. my schedule will be completely cleared. That <laughs> You're going to clear the decks at that point. Yeah, there, there's no more possible interference there. Yeah, we'll give you guys a couple more minutes if anybody else wants to, to come in. Right now, it looks like Voorhees is, is leading for one of the two picks for sure. Uh, we've got uh, votes for Andre Carter, for DeMarvion Overshone, for Dylan Horton, uh, Garrett Williams, Carl Brooks. Obviously, Chandler Zavala has a vote or two as well. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to, want to throw some votes in there and help break some of these ties, uh, that'd be, that'd be terrific. But, um, yeah, I think you could make clear cases for all these guys. Um, you know, if it were me, I'd probably go for Garrett Williams. Cause I think he's a really good value. If he falls as far again, and another player, right. Injuries are sort of causing him to fall with, uh, you know, he missed the back half of the season, I believe with an ACL tear or something like that. But a really good player last year and throughout his college career. Um, and then Andre Carter seems to be picking up some steam here. He's definitely an interesting guy, definitely a developmental guy. But he's big and long, and we know they like that. Like, that is definitely one thing that they're super interested in. Okay, so we got pretty much unanimous love for Voorhees. So one of these picks is going to be Voorhees. So we'll go ahead and, and mark that one down. Um I'm telling you to get to get this type of talent in the fourth round, like injury or no, I would be I would be stoked right now. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, also like even with the injury, didn't he like set? Didn't he? Didn't yeah. he have the like most bench yeah. press like yes. reps at the combine? Yes, he still he benched 38 reps after he tore his ACL. Uh, he like showed which, up to the bench on crutches and like still went and did it. Yeah, yeah which I mean, 
I know it doesn't seem because bench press is mostly like a chest, but your legs are still used as a stabilizing yeah. force when you are bench pressing. So I'm pretty sure with the healthy knee, you would have easily gotten over 40. Oh yeah. And I think I, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I bench press weekly and I, I can tell you for a fact that your leg, your legs can make a bit of a difference if you, if you uh, place them properly. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I don't bench super often, but I have done it before. And I think I probably was relying on my legs a little too much. You know, I don't think I had the great form that I'm sure Adnan does. We can tell Adnan benches regularly uh, when he when he oh, graces us with the gun show. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's, uh, but, that, that's, for, that's for the dead period. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll save that for the bodybuilding pod uh, coming yeah. coming this June. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have a whole, like, combine, like... Um, yeah, the falcoholic the combine. combine. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. We should do that to see a training camp if they'll set up the drill. No, 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 not that we'll be doing the combine, but we'll like we'll be analyzing like the combine workouts. And oh, there stuff, you go. Like, yeah. In time with that period. Yeah, that that sounds good too. That sounds good too. Um, yeah, I know George is a big Carl Brooks fan. Carl Brooks fan too, um, and that that is definitely a name to keep an eye on because I think he has a lot of fans in in NFL circles, even though the draft community as a whole doesn't seem to be as high. Um, all right, I think I think Andre Carter has emerged as the the second place here. I think he's got about four votes compared to the next closest person having two or three. So I think we're gonna go with Carter for this second pick, which is good because I haven't had him in any mocks so far. So that's always nice. All right, so now we got a lot the long wait until we're back on the clock in the seventh round. Uh, let me break down the picks made by you guys, the patrons. This is a unique mock. I haven't done anything like this before. Uh, Bijan Robinson at eight. That's a cool one, obviously. Brian Branch ends up falling into the second round, so we snagged him at pick 44. At pick 75, go with a very popular pick. Uh, Jonathan Mingo, the wide receiver, going to the Falcons. Then at pick 110, scooped up interior offensive lineman Andrew Voorhees, who's going to miss a decent chunk of this season, but... Uh, definitely an early day two talent before the injury. And then at pick 113, grab a developmental edge rusher in Andre Carter. Uh, remember, the Falcons don't actually have that fifth rounder, by the way, because they traded it for uh, Jeffrey Kuda. So, uh, Simulator hasn't taken that fifth rounder off yet. Should probably get around to that, seeing as we're almost to the draft. Uh, Okuda is great. I know I wasn't here for the Okuda like, show, but that's wonderful value uh, in the fifth round uh, yeah. or four rounder. Like that's a former top three pick. I remember the betting odds were even saying the Falcons are among the favorites to trade up and take Okuda. And that's a guy who just very, very quickly, uh, my Okuda thoughts, because I wasn't able to say him. Uh, I think he's someone that really has not had a real fair chance yet. Year one, remember he was playing under Matt Patricia. Year two, he had that horrendous injury. Uh, he's still like, and then like last season, you're still having to come back from that injury. Like, uh, I, I think, I think the value is there, and I think, I think he'll be able to be a much better player than he has been with the Lions, just because he's been so unlucky with Detroit. Giving a fifth rounder was brilliant for him. Um, kind of stabilized cornerback. You, you're not forced to take a cornerback in the draft. You free up the cap space by uh, releasing Hayward to pay off the draft class. And basically, I think our our um, defensive coaches will be able to get the best out, out of oh, Excuse me. <laughs> excuse I'm sorry. Uh, I'm drinking the ginger ale, just so you guys yep, know. Yep, I knew it. Yeah. It's, sugar, it's zero sugar, so I burp. Yeah. So <laughs> ginger ale got so, him, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, wasn't, that wasn't very polite of me, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> think they'll be able to get the best out of out of okuda yeah 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 nico i doubt they're gonna take an rb uh again because we just got beat we did get Bijan. i don't know if you were there for the, for the top of the show yes <laughs> they probably don't need to take another running back uh, at this point i think i think running back we can say the running back is, is settled now with, with the Bijan pick um all right so here even in the seventh round uh some interest so we've done we've we've hit on running back safety slash slot corner uh, wide receiver, interior offensive line, and edge. Um, so we haven't uh, 
addressed Look cornerback. Yeah. Um, and there's guys here that I like, like Corey Trice from Purdue, I think is a really good player. He's dealt with some injuries, um, but he's big. He's long. I think he tested out pretty well as well. Um, you know, he's definitely someone that I like. Um, yeah, Mecky Blackman that Daryl Moore mentioned is is there. Um, DJ Johnson from Oregon, the edge rusher is there. Robert Beal from Georgia, if we wanted to get that dog in here. Now, keep in mind, guys, like, you, you guys can pick anyone you want. Um, it's totally fine. But uh, any if they take another edge rusher or defensive lineman here, I, I'm not sure they'll realistically be able to make the roster, if I'm just being honest, because they've got nine guys right now that I think are more or less making the roster and they're probably only keeping 10. So we took Andre Carter. I don't really know if there's room for another edge rusher um, or interior defensive lineman. Um, So just keep that in mind. You guys can still pick an edge rusher if you want. It's it's fine. Is Stetson on the board? We're going to find out. He is. He is. Is this the seventh? This is the seventh. Yeah. Pick 224. That would just be be very fun. Yeah. So we can take, you guys, this is your, this is your show. If you want to take Stequavius, okay. um, It's all, it's on the board. He's here. So I promise you, if we take, if we take Stetson here, we will have someone commenting afterwards. You guys are morons. How dare you spend a seventh round pick and just like just complaining about who we get in the seventh round. Yes. yes. It happens I, every yeah. time. It will. I, I do believe that we're probably going to end up with Stetson. Uh, I, I feel like that's, yeah, I, I feel like for the memes, it has to be Stetson, but I'll let you guys decide that. But yeah, the Falcons um, do have two picks back to back here. So um, we have two picks back to back. I'm pretty sure that, uh, Terry Fontenot may uh, may trade one of those just for the sake of it, like he did last year. Um, but if we if we do want to analyze it from from that perspective, the Falcons have two legitimate quarterbacks on the roster right now in Ritter and Heineke. Uh, it would not be the worst idea if they did want to get a quarterback uh, in this in the late rounds, not someone to quote unquote challenge Ritter, but someone to quote unquote challenge for that backup quarterback spot someone you can have as some insurance someone you can develop um but to do so i think that arthur smith will have to give up his fully baked franks fetish which i i don't know if that'll happen i uh, yeah i'm not sure about that but uh yeah you know logan woodside uh as much as i you know toledo legend logan woodside uh you know they they, they may look to no disrespect. No disrespect. No disrespect. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that they may look to upgrade quarterback three. I I don't think they would take another like young quarterback. But I I don't know. Um, that is you know it's certainly worth thinking about. Um, I know Tyler Scott's technically on the board here, but let's be honest, this is not a guy that's going to be around here. So I I'm going to cross him off just because, you know, if Tyler Scott was actually here, then yes, of course. We would do it, but we've already took, we already got Brian Branch. Uh, so let's, we're not going to do like two guys that are, that have fallen. Um, but yeah, I did. technically he, Tyler Scott was here. So you know, you know that you're not wrong for putting him in there, but um, in terms of other wide receivers that probably are more likely to be here, like Bryce Ford Wheaton, if he falls kind of interesting, cause he's a big size guy. Um, Matt Landers, sort of the same thing. Jadon Hazelwood, I had in my final mock, which you guys probably have looked at at this point. Uh, if not, you know, go check that out. Um, let's see. Uh, we got Josh Wiley from Cincinnati at tight end to get that, you know, Desmond Ritter Kevin, reunion there. Kevin, I think, I think the, the chat has made its decision. Yes. Well, we're taking set. Yeah. But okay. We're, I'm taking Stetson guys. Okay. We're yeah. drafting Stetson. Okay. We got our oh, dog. We got our training dog. camp. Training camp will be packed in the second Ritter makes a single mistake. It'll be calls from those Georgia fans. Put in Stetson. Make him the Q. Make him the QB one. He's Stetson, a national Stetson. All right. Well, we got Stetson, guys. All right. So the few of you who were like legitimately like wanting Stetson, you can be happy. The few of you that were wanting it for the memes, you can be happy. Um, the few of you that wanted it just to get a dog, you can be happy. So it really checks a lot of boxes, Adnan. I think that's that's a good one here. Oh, yeah. um, no, we have to we have to fill our quota because we can just blame the patrons for this. We don't have to actually re- absorb any responsibility for the Stetson Bennett pick. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no. In terms of other guys that are interesting here, I know um, 
like uh, Corey Trice, I mentioned at cornerback. I think that's a spot we haven't touched on. You know, Keedron Smith from Kentucky, Anthony Johnson, all those guys, you know, Mechie Gardner, um, you know, Bryce Ford Wheaton, uh, Josh Wiley, the tight end. Um, at linebacker, there's like uh, Servicia Dennis from Pitt, Bumper Poole, who has a legendary name uh, from, from Arkansas. Yeah. You, you've well, heard... I'm, I, I'd rather, I'd go with him just for the name. Just alone. for the like, there's no way he could be bad. There's no way. We're um, in the seventh round right now. Yeah. I, I don't even care. <laughs> my, my pick is bumper pool for this one. Bumper pool. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you guys have have thoughts here, uh, yeah, like Bryce Ford Wheaton's still here. Matt Landers, Jadon Hazelwood, um, at corner. <laughs> Dylan's like I I'm not I don't have any idea who these guys are so bumper pool for me very fair you know if you guys just want to go with the name um it is a le- like that is a first round name grade without question so um I think you know <laughs> bumper for the memes George says bumper pool is a better name than Booger McFarland I I it's up there it, it's it's definitely in that tier of names I think uh, bumper I think it's gonna be bumper pool Adnan. Uh, I, I love the chat. Like this yeah. is how this is how seriously we take the seventh round right now. Yes. Go go with the guy with the best name at this point. The, honestly, that's not the worst way to do things in the seventh round. If you try to be like, you know, if you try to get too into it, like, oh, like is this guy you know one percent better on special teams? This guy's like, no, whose name is the best? How many jerseys are we gonna sell with bumper pool? Like, we're gonna sell a lot of bumper pool jerseys, Adnan. Like that is this guy is gonna raise the team's bottom line. Falcons hit us up for the business advice. You know, we got this. Yeah, Daryl Moore. He does scream middle linebacker type of name. I mean, that that he's he's like the eats glass, you know, lunch pail type of guy linebacker right there. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll go with bumper pool. We'll go with bumper pool. I like that. I've been like itching to get bumper pool in here somehow. Um, you know, we don't need to 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 be, you know too too granular with how we do things i think we could just take the best names uh at this point i think that's fair honestly just to... <laughs> it, if it's the seventh round i'm taking the best name yeah just so you can say the name and write the name like when i do the you know falcons player profiles i can write the bumper pool that'll be like the bear pesco um article on the falcoholic that article gets about 10 to 20 views every single day without fail. I, I feel like the bear Pasco, like the Falcon sign bear Pasco article is like the, probably the highest like view count article on the Falcon just because it like every day, 20 views, 20 views, like some people, someone's searching for bear Pasco, uh, and, and he's always there for them, that article. So, uh, bumper pool, I feel like would do the same thing for our traffic. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, there's our there's our draft class, guys. That it's I think it's a cool one too. Uh, Bijan Robinson at eight. Uh, we got Brian Branch falling to forty four. We snapped that one up. Uh, Jonathan Mingo at seventy five, the wide receiver. Uh, we got Andrew Voorhees, the guard at one ten. Andre Carter the second at edge at pick one thirteen. Uh, forget that fifth round pick because they don't have it anymore. Uh, and then we got Stequavius Bennett. At pick 224 and uh, linebacker Bumper, Bumper Pool at pick 225. What a legend. Uh, I mean, in terms of names in this draft, Adnan, uh, we got Voorhees and Bumper Pool. I think this might be like at least the best name draft like of any oh, team. No, oh, it's yeah. no doubt. Like you, you, have some, uh, you have some nice alliteration with Brian Branch. You know, Bijan is a very yeah, it's a great that's one. That's a very powerful name for a running yeah. back as well. You know, I mean, Andre Carter, you know, Mingo. I think Mingo's pretty good. Yeah, Mingo's good. Mingo's yeah, good. Yeah. You know, we have Stet. Uh, yeah, I, I think we, yeah. Yeah, we may have the best name draft uh, out there right now, but also in terms of talent on on the football field, I think I would be thrilled. I think this would be a very this would be a very A draft for me because. You get arguably the BPA. I, I think Bijan is a top three player in this draft. Yeah. Um, regarding pure, not looking at positions, just pure talent. Uh, my my top guys are Carter, Will Anderson, and then Bijan. Um, uh, Brian Branch is a first round talent who fell to you, into your lap in the second round, which again could happen because safeties are devalued. Mingo is a very good wide receiver uh, who 
will make an impact uh, on your depth chart right away. Um, Andre Voorhees is a day two, high day two, maybe even first round talent whom you got in the fourth round, injuries be damned. Carter's a good pass rusher for your um, for your depth, uh, for your pass rushing rotation, which all of a sudden is looking very, very good right now, given the, the young guys that you took last year and D'Angelo Malone and uh, Arnold Levicati, plus the guys you signed in free agency with Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree. You had Carter in there. You're not giving him a lot of the pressure to have to make an impact right away. Um, then you have Stetson Bennett to enhance your quarterback depth chart to really complete that part of it. And Bumper Pool is just a hell of a name, and you know maybe he can play some special teams possibly. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's a good class. Uh, I Like, legitimately, it's not just, you know, like a meme draft. Uh, like, it actually is a good draft. Great job, guys. Like, you guys took this very seriously. You, you put together a quality mock here. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got, you know, Bijan at the top, which we've talked about a lot, and is it's, it's really gained steam, um, like, legitimately uh, for the Falcons. Like, I think that this, we might, like, I think we'll go into draft night with Bijan probably being the favorite to be the eighth overall pick, if it's not already that. Um, I know he's, like, Bijan going to the Falcons is, like, the highest, like, the best odds of any single player, I think. So, um, Brian Branch, like, We've, we've, like, we all admit, right, probably less than a 20% chance um, for Brian Branch to fall to 44, but it's not zero. He is a safety. Safeties sometimes just fall. And he didn't have a great combine workout. And, like, we sometimes teams read way too much into that because if they watched his tape, I w- there would be no concerns at all, right? Um, but, hey, it is what it is. Uh, Jonathan Mingo, we've talked about him a lot, too. A guy that look just makes so much sense you know george mentioned it great run blocker right that's what he checks that box that's the most important thing for arthur smith so no <laughs> he's a good wide receiver he, he tested out really really well he gives them something arthur that, yeah smith, arthur smith does like his wide receivers to be able to run block we yes, saw with the matt collins signing i mean last year he forced Kyle pitts to run block but uh yeah london has a size for it i think I mean, don't discount that. I think that does play into it as well. Oh, it does. You look at even Scotty Miller, five what five nine five ten. Scotty Miller, he had an average run blocking grade at like five nine one eighty, which is like that's impressive. Like I, I think for him to have an average run blocking grade at that size, that means he's actually like a really good run blocker. Uh, So Scotty Miller. Kaderil Hodge, above average run blocker. Scott, uh, you know, obviously Matt Collins is one of the best run blocking wide receivers. Um, so, you know, maybe the Falcons just demand their wide receivers to run block. They, they expect everyone to do it. Every single person, even Kyle Pitts. So, um, it's fun. It, it's interesting there. Um, yeah, and George mentions, you know, remember Kyle Hamilton fell to 14 last year when he was basically considered, like, the number one overall player by a lot of people. Safety. Safeties just fall. Um, so it, it can happen. And yeah, you mentioned Andrew Voorhees. Look, it's, it's a wait and see pick, but the Falcons, I think the way that they've handled left guard to this point shows a, like tells us that I think they have at least some level of confidence in the sort of, the sort of group of like Matt Hennessy, Justin Schaefer, Jalen Mayfield, like that they think one of those guys in that competition will be able to be a competent left guard, probably not going to be like a great left left guard but like an elijah wilkinson level like average left guard starter and i I don't think that's out of the question i think you know we've seen Dwayne ledford coach up basically every single offensive lineman on the roster uh so you know maybe that's not that crazy but then next year you get you know basically for the price of an early day three pick you get an early day two caliber offensive lineman that you can insert at left guard and save you a lot of money at that spot like long term for the next you know three seasons like you and maybe he is ready to play at some point in 2023 we just don't know when and i wouldn't necessarily expect it but i do like that pick a lot um andre carter i think a lot of people have gotten off of him because he struggled a lot at the senior bowl um and like you know i think people dived into his tape he didn't have the same caliber of season he had a year ago um he's got limitations he's not good against the run he's he's limited as a pass rusher right now but in terms of like developmental guys, I mean, you look at that frame, you look at that length, his athletic ability, 
it's it's it checks all the traits boxes and we know that Ryan Nielsen likes these this sort of prototype player to develop and I think you know this is a good place to try to take a swing at someone like that to to develop um and then you know Stequavius you know sets in uh you know I I wouldn't personally make the pick. I don't think that they're going to bother trying to replace Logan Woodside. But look, I, Stetson gets way too much hate. Like, he just does. Like, yes, he's small. You know, he's not probably going to be a long-term NFL starter at that size. It's, it's very unlikely. But you're taking him here in the seventh round. You're basically expecting him to be your third quarterback, maybe be a long-term backup. Um, I think that's fine. Like, I, I don't think there's any problem. There's no problem. I have no problem with that. Like, uh, it, it's... Yeah, that's a decent value for a seventh round. I know he's older, but it's the seventh round. Who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah, if he's if he's your backup throughout his rookie contract, then that's that's good value for a seventh rounder. Like, remember our seventh round. Remember our late round picks last year. It was like, <laughs> um, it, it, we didn't get we didn't get Slater. We got a Schaefer, yeah. who had yeah. no impact, and we got Fitzpatrick, who had. No he one got hurt. Back. Yeah, he got hurt in training camp. Yeah, so. And I mean, honestly, like either way, like I don't, I still don't expect him to make the roster. Um, yeah, I mean, at the very least, yeah, Dylan, that's a really good point. Like, you know, Stetson will sell some jerseys. That's, he will. that's more than gotten out of your seventh rounders last year. Or <laughs> last year. Yeah, and we needed to get our dog quota. So, I mean, the dogs. Yeah, got to get our dogs. So, and then we got Bumper Pool, who. Like, actually, I think is a, like, a it, for those of you who don't actually know Bumper Pool's game, like, he's actually a solid linebacker. Like, he, I would say he's actually a good linebacker, just athletic limitations. Um, and, like, so, but a, a guy that can play special teams, I think he can, I think he'll stick as, like, a reserve linebacker, um, at least a practice squad caliber guy. Like, he's actually a legitimate, like, linebacker prospect. Um, it's not just for the memes. So, um, you know, he, he is, he is actually a pretty decent player. So, um, but a great a great mock. This was a fun one, guys. I enjoyed this. This is definitely something we're going to do annually. Maybe we can even do two. Like, we'll do one, like, super early in the process and get some, like, really wild takes. And then we'll do one, like, right before the draft to see, um, you know, we'll get to see how things change. Um, but this was a lot of fun. Thanks to all of you for taking part. Obviously, thanks to everyone for your support. We really do appreciate that. This is a lot of fun. I'm trying to come up with some fun things to do, like, in the dead zone. Like, uh... And you guys can weigh in on this too. Um, I was thinking about like something like, uh, you know, we like play a game, like probably like a free computer game. Um, that's like a big multiplayer game that everybody can play like, uh, like a plant side two or something. That's like a big MMO shooter, but it's hundred percent free. So that everybody could, you know, we could pop in and play that for a while. Um, or something like that. Just some fun, you know, silly stuff, uh, for the off season. So you guys can, um, you know, throw your, throw your thoughts, uh, in the discord, uh, on Patreon, if you got more ideas there, um, and uh, yeah, uh, George definitely uh, is is plugging the giveaways. Um, and yes, if you you guys can enter all of the giveaways, you can enter the day one giveaway, the day two giveaway, the day three giveaway. You just have to, if you want to enter those, you have to actually be there um, and make sure you're you're in the chat so you can enter and then claim your prize. Um, for the patron giveaway. You actually don't have to be there. I mean, obviously, we would like you to be there, but you don't have to actually be there. All anyone who has an act and like an active Patreon membership at the time of the giveaway will be entered in the giveaway, and we will announce that, uh, and then we will deliver that to you through Patreon. So you don't actually have to be there the whole day three to get the prize. Just make sure your Patreon membership is active at that point, and you'll be automatically entered. But you you're also welcome to join the other giveaways. You don't have to like abstain from those uh just make sure that you're there you enter when the chat prompt shows up and stuff like that um but yeah guys we really appreciate you all hanging out with us uh thank you once again for your support uh as always guys um <laughs> yeah brandon if you have patreon and are there then you could enter both right you could, could get all, get in on all the giveaways uh 50 nfl shop cards so definitely hit that up guys um yeah, really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much once again. We will we will be back on uh, Wednesday night for one more mock draft. That'll be the last mock draft, the final live mock draft, uh, where we we get our panel together to try to uh, do you know give our best our best guess. Uh, which you know based on what we've heard earlier this week, maybe it will be Bijan. You know at this point. Um, so you know we'll we'll see you guys there Wednesday at eight p.m. for the next one. And then of course we will be live all three nights of the. 
NFL draft. Uh, 7.30 start on Thursday, 7 o'clock start on Friday, and then noon start on Saturday. Uh, and you can keep an eye out for the official announcements of those as well. Uh, but we are uh, looking forward to it, guys. Thanks so much again for joining us. Thanks for all your support. Uh, thanks from myself, from Adnan as well. We will see you guys next time on the Falcoholic Live. Until then, folks, have a great night. See ya. Today's show was presented by Bet Online.